Welcome to the Asians Redefining Their Success podcast, where Asian professionals share their stories of breaking boundaries and switching into more creative and unconventional careers. I am your host, Yangshi Zhou. Hey friends, how are you doing this week? I wanted to check in with you and hope that you're taking care of yourself. A lot has happened this week, and I know what happened in Atlanta has really shook up our entire community. And as we reunite to stop Asian hate and learn the loss of the six Asian women's lives, I think it's more important than ever to support each other and celebrate and honor the accomplishments of the Asian women around us. So if you are a new listener, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. As you may know, in honor of Women's History Month, I've invited a couple of my clients who just started their businesses and made their first 1K and beyond within three months to share their insights, mindset shifts, and behind-the-scenes stories with you. Each of them is breaking barriers and making history right now, not just for themselves, but also for the whole entrepreneurship field as what's possible as an Asian and woman of color. So this week, I have the incredible Christy Ishii with us. Christy is a life transitions coach and career consultant for both the U.S. market and Japan. I actually connected with Christy just as she was moving back to the U.S. from Japan due to COVID last year. She's a trauma-informed coach trained at the Institute of Coaching Mastery and works with people who want to transform their lives both through inner work and outer work. She serves clients on mindset block awareness, forgiveness, and acceptance, and supports clients in calling forward how to achieve aligned action through career and lifestyle transitions. She also has a mastermind called the Brave and Bold Mastermind that's coming up that you'll hear later. So in this episode... You'll hear about how Chrissy was able to overcome all the self-doubt that she had, to fully believe that she could do coaching full-time, what happened for her when she tested out her limiting assumptions versus holding on to them, hint, hint, creating a 1K plus client, and the biggest shifts that she got from coaching around making paid offers. The theme for this episode is around what Christy and I coached on the most, which is making offers. Most people don't make offers because they're afraid their service isn't valuable, they won't help their clients get results, and the fear of rejection. So Christy and I talk about how to separate your self-worth from your product worth and how you can feel confident in charging for your services, finally. So let's dive in. Hello, Christy. Welcome to the Arts Podcast. Hi. Good to see you again. I hear you again. <laughs> yeah, we were just chatting earlier about how um, so many changes has happened since we last chatted and we're coaching. You're in like a totally different area now. Um, so yeah, so why don't we just first start with uh, what career you were in, a little bit about that um, before you started coaching with me and a little bit about what you're up to now and then we can dive deeper. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so I started out my career actually doing English teaching in Japan um, for two years, and after that, 
went into full cycle recruitment at an agency in Tokyo. And in that, in that job, there was like a portion of uh, coaching that I was able to do, uh, not, not on my own, like as a business, but just within that recruiter role. And so um, after that position, I, you know, when COVID happened, a lot of things changed and I actually came back to the U.S., repatriated to California and um, did a bit of experimenting because I wasn't really, you know, able to find something that I really wanted to do within recruitment at the time. Um, there were also not too many people hiring at certain certain companies and, and the HR departments were kind of like at standstill in some ways. So going into that, that, that field wasn't super ideal timing uh, during the pandemic. And um, throughout, I guess, June, between June and October of 2020, um, there was a lot of self-discovery going on. I was trying new projects, going back into things I used to enjoy, like video editing, website building, um, and I had no idea at the time <laughs> that those could actually be like a, a side hustle and that could, you could actually earn money doing that. Um, so that's what I started doing in that interim period before finding um, Yunzi as a, a coach uh, for, for, you know, nine to five, going into your own business for Asian Americans. And I was just like, wow, that is, that is me. Um, <laughs> So this would be a great, a great idea to hire a coach, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't really too sure of what what was inside a coaching package at the time. I just knew, like intuitively, though, that I needed to have some type of support system for me to make this this launch into my own business because I didn't have. I couldn't identify anyone in my current circle of friends or in my family who could really guide me through that. Um, especially like the, like the, the, I guess the emotional side of it, like the self doubt and dealing with, I don't know, confidence and stuff like that. Um, and, and managing more of the internal side of building a business versus external. Um, and so I started, yeah, I started my business in October and um, and now we're in March and definitely going to excited to share a little bit more about like what that process has been like um, to jump into coaching. That's a bit of a longer summary. <laughs> All good. Yeah. So when you decided to get coaching with me, did you already know that you were going to become a coach or was it more of a self-exploration for you? Because I know you already started your website design business even if it was quote quote like accidentally started yeah no honestly it's funny because I think the reason why I kept doing the websites was because like in inherently like in in my subconscious I guess I probably I didn't think I don't think I fully believed that I could actually do coaching full-time like there was still part of me mm. that was like not super confident which is why I like, held on to that other piece <laughs> for for a few months but but really, like deep down at my core, I, I, I wanted so badly to, to be in coaching. Um, and it had been kind of a small seed, I guess, that was planted when I, when I first did my like, first internship in Japan. It was a, a mentorship program, um, just working with, 
with high school students and coaching them in English through like leadership principles and things like that. And in my mind, I'd always wanted to go back to Japan and, and create a company that kind of worked on empowering the youth and things like that. Um, and then that changed into like intercultural consulting. I wanted to create my own consulting business, but everything was set at like plus 10 years later type of thing. It was like every time I talked to someone about my ideas, it'd be like an older person telling me, you know, I'd go to them for advice and they'd be like, oh yeah, after, you know, of course, get more business experience and <laughs> I just get more time under your belt, become older, then you can do stuff like coaching because especially in Japan, I think this idea of like coaching is like, oh, you're supposed to be a certain age to, to enter that field. Um, so inherently, yes, I wanted to be a coach, but I think socially, I wasn't in a good mindset to actually believe in myself that I could do it at the time. So when we first started, I was like, <laughs> I think it was inside of me just be like, okay, let's come out to the top. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can I do this through coaching? And uh, yeah, luckily we were able to. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. So what did you see was the difference between like website design business versus coaching business? And if you can just talk a little bit about how this like website business came about, because I think it's so interesting because I think oftentimes people think, okay, we need to have this like solid business plan and this and that to start a business, right? We do so much research and you have a pretty interesting story of like how this came about. Yeah. So I was actually, um, reaching out to a friend that I had known um, in San Francisco and we were just catching up and she was mentioning that she really wanted to have a website of her own um, and it was kind of her, her personal requirement because she had just launched her LLC um, and, and I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I can, I can make a website for you. And I had no intentions of this being a sales call. I didn't, and I didn't even have a number really. Um, and and she was like, "Oh, really? That that'd be great. I just need like you know a simple website <clears throat> on Squarespace." And I had done these for myself in college, just making like websites for internships in Japan or my personal websites um, outside of blogging, and and that's how. The conversation actually turned into okay yeah can you do it for um, like this amount of money and I was like yeah that sounds great so it was like $500 it wasn't like a whole lot but it wasn't super small and at that time I had <laughs> no intentions of even getting paid for it but she was like no you should get paid for your time and I think that was actually the first time I had been told um, mm. like directly like that you know your time is is worth money even if it's something you've never done before with a client. And I was like, wow, okay, this is great. Um, and so that's how I got my first website client, actually. Yeah. So logically, it feels like, okay, you started this like business, you got paid. So starting a coaching business like would be easy too, right? But what, was, what did you see the difference between the two that made it feel like coaching business was much harder? Yeah, um, definitely the tangible aspect of it because mm -hmm. right with a website or with anything um that's not even in even in like professional services like I guess with law and um taxes and stuff right you still have something tangible in a way that comes out of it like a product and so with the websites it was very clear 
the the result would be you know I would get a kick out of people's reactions to like their website like, oh wow he's great or whatever mm-hmm. um and there would be this I think there was this feeling of like an exchange like a like I give you this as a as a return for your money and and that's very easy to see because it's visual, visual even though it's digital it's mm-hmm. like very visual um with coaching I think what what's harder at the time in the beginning you know when you're starting out it was really hard for me to hmm, find, I guess, the the confidence to to talk about results because there's usually this question of like, well, what am I going to get out of this, or what's what's the exchange for my money and dollars? How is this going to show up in my life? And I actually, as a you know, starting out and having never charged anyone for previous coaching that I had done in recruitment I didn't have a good measure of what that looked like for myself and so I think that was probably the biggest difference is not seeing not that you (laughs) not knowing what it looks like right to get quote-unquote results I guess from from coaching Mm -hmm. I think that made it harder yeah and that's so interesting because you were working in recruitment you obviously worked with so many people you have this like list of testimonials on LinkedIn and at that time you still felt like you weren't sure if you could get people results what like contributed to that what were the thoughts that you had because I'm sure and I've heard from personal experience too experience too um when I'm talking to new clients or people reaching out to me they also are in a similar situation where they've been providing like services for free, whether it's at their old job or mentorship outside, the, it's still really hard for them to connect that. Oh, like those experiences matter too. Yeah. Um, I think for, for me, the, the hardest part about that, I guess this idea that, um, I think I put so much of my, the stress that I guess came with coaching and and, um, connected to confidence in a way, but I put so much, I paid so much attention to like what I thought maybe the the other person was thinking. Um, So much so that I kind of pulled myself out of the game in the beginning because I was worried like, oh, if they get this, you know, coaching service for free when I'm a recruiter, what are... I mean, <laughs> how are they going to feel when they have to start paying? And I was worried about, you know, just putting my concerns into their lives, even though it has nothing to do, like, I have no idea their situation, but just kind of putting out this this um, story or playing out the story in my head, like, okay, maybe they don't, like, they probably don't have the money to, to spend on themselves, or maybe they don't want to invest in themselves because that's uncomfortable They'd rather spend it on their kids or spend it on someone else. Um, just giving myself all these excuses. Yeah. Why? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why they won't pay for something that's so helpful for them? Um, I think that was like a really big block for me. Just I guess that money mindset and not being able to see the worth or like my self value and. And I guess, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it had something to do with having never been paid before. 
But at the same time, I never even stated, I think we talked about this in our first like coaching call, mm-hmm. but we talked about like, well, have you ever told them that this is a service that you charge? And I'm like, well, no. And so they didn't even know that they could pay me. Right. Yeah. And we had that conversation. It's like, if people don't know that they can pay you. And obviously they're not going to pay you, but like they don't even know um, it's possible, right? Right, right. So just kind of opening that door and realizing, okay, it's it's less about the services and how much I'm worried about how much they think it's worth. It's more like communication, <laughs> making sure people know, um, yeah, like what what your services are about, and letting people decide, right, like whether or not that's something they want to invest in and even coaching people through that too is something I've learned as part of even getting clients like a lot of times it's some people really want it and it's just there's even that initial block before even going into coaching it's like I want it but I I feel like I'm not worth this much money because what if it fails and all of these things come Mm -hmm. up on the client side too so yeah I remember when I first decided to invest in coaching, I think it was about two years ago-ish now, less than two years ago. Um, that was the moment when I finally was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. I like finally believe 100% in myself and I'm like totally going to make this work. So yeah, like that part is so powerful. And I'm just kind of smiling, remembering all the thoughts that you had about people and about coaching. Like before this call, you were um, sharing with me that now half of your clients are in Japan and half are in the US, right? But I just remember you like being really doubtful if people in Japan would pay for this because it's not something that they're used to, right? Like you're coaching much older people. Why would they want to coach with you? You're a lot more quote, quote, and experience. So there was like a lot of thoughts around location and age. Yeah. And like the funny, I don't know if it's funny, but like... Um, <laughs> The ironic the irony around that is um is that my I like my first larger I guess larger ticket client is actually somebody from Japan and and it's kind of so backwards from all of these you know dots and thoughts that I filled my my brain with um, <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of it's ironic how that turned out but um it's been it's been pretty amazing um. The one thing too, though, that I am starting to also realize um, is that time time is really significant, especially working internationally. Mm-hmm. And I think another fear of mine was that um, I would be up like really late if I was working with Jap- Japan-based clients. And um, although, so the, the sessions themselves aren't actually super late at night. It's around like 5 or 6 p.m. So that's that's totally okay. I did, I did definitely, though, have some, um, some thoughts around how am I going to do this? Because when I was doing like sales calls and, and talking with people who are interested in coaching, some of those calls were happening around like 7 or 8 p.m. And so I was a little bit nervous. But, um, but it turns out, you know, like, a lot of people like to do coaching in the morning, like before work or like around nine or 10, which is like perfect because that's like um, five or six-ish our time here on the Pacific coast. So um, more than I thought, I guess I'm just like dissolving a lot of these doubts that had come up before. And then it's just like, no, yeah, this is okay. It's going to work out. 
and it's actually working out better than I think I thought it was going to in the beginning. Mm -hmm. so really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome seeing you like having these thoughts and then actually going out and testing them, right? Mm -hmm. Versus just like sitting in the assumptions. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. And like the other thing too that I I'm really happy about and it's just kind of organically happened, but um there's one thing that's that's shown up for me in coaching that I didn't realize was going to be a thing, but I genuinely like to go to events or host events um and right now everything's virtual. And so so naturally these are like Zoom webinars and whatnot. And it's been it's usually something I do out of like leisure <laughs> and fun. <laughs> but it's actually now doubled as a place where I can I can meet people who I can serve in coaching. And so every time I do like a speaking engagement or I attend an event as like a semi-panelist, um I actually get reached out to and that's how I actually make clients I've never sent a cold message I've never done um I mean there are some referrals but like it it blows my mind that something is simple and something so natural I guess for me to to do like just these webinars and stuff translates into like creating business and I was just like it I don't know it still feels a little bit magical I don't really you know how people have like like um systems and they have theories and yeah i i understand that because in recruitment right it was like reach out to 100 people and you know maybe you place five people out of the 100 and that's like a really high rate or whatever um but there's something unique about just being you know your normal self in a normal situation and letting the conversations happen naturally and so that's one of the bigger surprises i think that i've recognized and coaching and, and kind of like the flow if you just kind of like trust the process things some like more often than not I think we'd be surprised at how often things work out I'm so glad you brought that up because that's what the flow happens when we are using our natural gifts and our natural strengths right like for you it sounds like like connecting with people and being on these like events and webinars are like so natural for you and for some other people, like for me, it might be writing, just sharing my thoughts a lot on LinkedIn. And it's like, you can totally decide or choose a channel that fits you the most versus doing all like the typical things that everybody tells you to do that you must be on all these social media channels and do all these things. So I think that's like where the tension um, happens is when you listen so much to other people versus to yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think to something even beyond just the events and stuff, I know for me, like, I'm a, I'm a big writer, storyteller. And I'm still even right now, I haven't entirely tapped into that side um, of things. But I do notice that when I work with clients, um, a lot of the in between our sessions time, like when it's like just sending messages through LinkedIn, or even texting, um, there's a lot of stuff that I can convey like in just a message written out and it's it's really powerful and I, I don't know I didn't really think about it in the beginning like when I first started coaching I always in my head it was like coaching was kind of like a session it's like a place where you talk things out and a lot of stuff happens in the face-to-face -face or like screen to screen but I'm also starting to explore more of like how to use you know other gifts that I 
have, especially with writing, um, mm -hmm. in a way to essentially do coaching through through words also. Um, so that's something too that I think I'm going to explore more. But yes, following your gifts is <laughs> very yeah, super cool. And so let's move on to the parts that felt more unnatural for you right because when you're building a business there's obviously going to be things that are new to you um so let's talk about and you mentioned this a little bit earlier about the money mindset so i know a big challenge for you that we spent a lot of time on and this is what i see in all of my clients as well is like telling other people that you can help them making offers um around your service and letting them know that like this is something that they can take up on and it's going to be paid. Because I remember you were also, when we were coaching, you were going to all these events and webinars and you're like kind of approaching the subject, but not really. So you were like in this limbo for a while. So can you share more about that and what helped you get over that hump of like letting them know that you are a coach who has these paid services. Yeah. Um, looking back, honestly, what comes up first is just the confidence portion. Even though, even though confidence, like maybe people might assume like it has nothing to do with money, but beneath confidence is self-worth. And and part of being a coach and offering your services, I think is so connected to whether or not you even believe in yourself mm -hmm. and so the beginning was hard because i think you know even with i've heard this also from my clients too and it's funny to say myself <laughs> but like even with having coached people in the past right and it by all means like yes it's coaching like every part of what you did was coaching but there wasn't any direct like i guess like customer to you know company payments going on like mm -hmm somehow in our brains it like is invalidated in a way um and and i think part of part of that uh, money mindset was really i guess strangled in a way by just having a lot of self-doubt of not perhaps um serving the client fully enough like mm. not being able to i don't know help them come to a realization or whatever um or being rejected so like offering you know a package and and then getting a no and i think that that too something you mentioned too was like separating self-worth from your services that was a really big thing that i still keep at my core because um yeah the moment we start to think that <laughs> our time <laughs> is being judged or like our worth is being judged based off of you know a money value then that gets really sticky um and can be a huge kind of barrier when you're when you're trying to offer things to people um but i think once once the confidence part started to like i started to think about that more and i started to you know as the clients kind of built up and getting responses right after sessions, small little pieces of like affirmations, it started to help me format like, okay, in my own brain, like, yeah, no, this isn't just 
this isn't just one person this is like a collective of people that have had similar experiences and I'm like yeah no this works and the more I started to believe in myself oh my gosh like talking (laughs) about money is just like it became so so natural and Mm. there wasn't any more tension like in my chest or like my shoulders or my neck just like god like what am I gonna say like how is this gonna sound if I say it and and like when I drop a number um I think a lot of that anxiety around (laughs) talking about money just started to melt away once I was like no this is this is what you know I think it's worth Mm -hmm. whether or not somebody else agrees you know that's that's a whole that doesn't mean that it's not worth what I think it's worth so um there's one thing though that I do that that is kind of like a buffer I guess is I'll do like a like a mini session with people before a coaching program to clarify their vision and like um, purpose of living not just for them to clarify it but also for me to see whether or not I think we're a good fit to do coaching together Um, plus I I want people to experience some type of coaching, especially if they've never ever met a coach. So like most of my clients had never had talked to a coach before in their life. They didn't really know what that was. And I, just to clarify expectations before starting a program, it was really important for me to like set like a a benchmark. Like this is coaching. This is the way I coach. And then have them experience that first and then make the decision on their own, either a yes or a no. And if it's a no, that's fine. But just wanting them to to see it first and experience it first, rather than it be this like mysterious thing that they're just jumping into blindly. Um, and that's that's been that's been really helpful on both ends, I think, just making sure everyone's on the same page before jumping into a program. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like telling them or it's like showing them versus telling them right because coaching it is kind of hard to describe but you get to give them this experience and I just love all the points you brought out about around money um, I also remember like and again I want to delve deeper into this, into this to like show that it's not a natural thing in the beginning right like even though it might seem natural to you now um, it wasn't in the beginning. I remember we had to practice like seeing the prices, right? Like either a thousand or two thousand. And at first, your tonation would go up. It'd be like kind of like a question. It was like mark. a question, yeah. <laughs> like da 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 thousand. Oh, weird. Yeah. So this just like really takes practice. I can't. Yeah, that's a good point. I. It was so. It was also just so like, subcon. Like I didn't even. It wasn't consciously doing it. It was just like I had not even realized how maybe how much to like money, how attached I was to money. Um, I think because growing up, you know, money was always this thing that like was I was told like you need this to sustain like happiness or you need this to, I don't know, just just live life, which Yes, makes sense. But um, I think it was it it transformed into this like unhealthy like uh, relationship with it because it was almost like money is something you can you can gain or lose, and 
if you think about money in that way rather than like kind of like a flow or like just you know things coming in and out but that gain and loss perspective was really that made it really hard I think just to even talk about the numbers because it was like it's like it's like you see like a meter or something I don't know and you just see like okay gains and then loss and it's just like so every no or every rejection felt like a loss even though like nothing was lost you know um and so even voicing a number it just like automatically means okay this is either gonna be it's like it's either gonna be a gain or a loss when I say this and it's just there was so much tied up in like just saying like talking about the money value and so it's it's just yeah it's funny how how important that mindset and I guess attachment around money if we don't if we don't think about it and like peel back like kind of like an onion like peel back why we feel this way around talking about money then it just becomes kind of difficult to deal with <laughs> I think so yeah talking to you about it was was definitely I know I had to peel back a few <laughs> layers before actually <laughs> starting to feel comfortable but it it does it takes time I think right like you can't just you know change it in a day but um, that's why coaching I think too is really important over like an extended period of time not just mm -hmm. like one-off mm -hmm. coaching yeah yeah and it's also like it also doesn't have to take forever right because I was reading back through the coaching reflection that you did two months in and one of the biggest things for you was you were able to separate self-worth from product worth and two months is really like not that long in the yeah. context of years and decades of right. <laughs> conditioning um so for the people who are currently in the beginning of their journey um it's definitely a lot easier to like separate and become more confident as you get those results right but you were also at one point where you didn't have any paid clients and you um didn't have results in the coaching aspect so i'm curious for you um, if we were just to get more specific from like coaching or working with me, maybe what's maybe one thing that has helped you in your confidence to actually offer your paid services? And what's one thing that helps you to separate your self-worth from product worth? Yeah. Um, so I think for separating, especially that last one, like separating personal from, from the job, Something that was the reason why that was difficult in the beginning was because I I really enjoy coaching like to to the point where I think some people might also feel this way but it's like you like I could do this for free like this is yeah it's something that's so enjoyable um, that it's really easy to be like oh wait I can discount this for you you know like just mm -hmm. make it as accessible as possible and. Um, I didn't realize though by doing that I was like devaluing kind of like the how much you know the service is actually worth mm. so by discounting thinking that's actually helping people it's not I don't know as an industry it doesn't really set you up for success because it's just lowering the value mm. <laughs> something that is actually really high value it's just it's just that people, you know, it's hard to invest in ourselves. Like I just remember even <clears throat> just going into a coaching program for myself 
I had to definitely like pause for a hot second and be like, wait a second, can I not, not even can I, it wasn't even, can I afford this? It was like, is, am I worth this much money? Um, and so once I started to kind of break down, um, seeing, seeing what I was doing less, less as a, as a, I don't know what it's called. Like, not a, it's not a hobby. It's just separating this idea that I'm doing something just for the good of, you know, just out of the goodness of my heart. Like, this is actually something that I want to turn into my profession. And once I started to see it more as like a, a career rather than a thing that I'm good at, um, that really helped me take out the personal a little bit more even though it is still very kind of like blurred lines because you have to be show up as your authentic self right and work um but when i started to i think piecemeal it like it was just like okay i had a good conversation there was this one time where i i thought to myself that i did have like a i thought it was a bad sales call like i don't know i didn't i didn't really talk too much about the coaching aspect i shared my story a lot of my story and that person like I guess really connected with it and later that night just said hey I want to do coaching with you and I thought I had done a bad job Mm -hmm. like being being myself and not really being you know as coach like or whatever or what I thought was was supposed to be a professional coach like Mm -hmm. discussion um and so that did I think that was a big turning point for me though to really consciously think like question like are people working with me because it was kind of weird. It was like, is this person working with me because I'm an, because <laughs> I'm an Asian like woman, like, cause that was a lot of our discussion in, in the coaching call and that sales call. And I, I realized, no, no, it's not just like who I am. Like it's what I am doing as a service that this person wants to invest in. And I think that really highlighted for me a really good way to just like separate my self-worth and who I am and my identity from the work itself, which had been a struggle for me in the past because I had always been so, you know, engrossed in the work that I was doing as a teacher because that's a very personal thing. As a recruiter, it was also like, you know, you're learning about people's lives, their, their, you know, marriage situation. I don't know, just anything really comes up. And so this was kind of in coaching. This was like kind of the first time I was able to um, see straight, like just came right up to my face. Like, okay, this is a service. It's a professional service. And like kind of respecting coaching (laughs) yourself, you know, like that's a really big aspect, I think, in in starting to feel comfortable around um, charging people for what you know the services are worth because if it just seems like something that oh i'm good at because of like my personality or whatever um it's really kind of surface level like there's so much more that you offer but not not being able to see that yourself even if a client sees it if you can't see that yourself i just know that made it really hard for me in the beginning to 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 get my first client so once i started (laughs) once i started to yeah peel back that 
that mindset and just be like, no, this is, you know, I'm providing tangible services that people can utilize. Then I was like, yeah, no, this, this is going to be, it started to get easier to talk about money for sure. Yeah. I think it's so important that you brought up the point that you have to believe in it yourself first, because I remember you're working with this client and we'll talk about the pay clients later, but you were working with this client at some rate. And then she was like, you're actually charging less than you should be. Right. She was kind of like, Hey, can I pay you more? And that's such an interesting instance of like what happened to you because when your client is telling you that you should be charging more then you're definitely charging, like undercharging, but it's so important that like you believe in it, even if your client believes in it as well. Right. Yeah. And I honestly, (laughs) it was really embarrassing, right? Like, I mean, it's like, oh, like it's almost the reason I think too was embarrassing was like, I did also feel like wow, like maybe I didn't do my homework enough. Like I don't even realize that what I'm doing is worth X, Y, Z, like to some people. Um, And it made me kind of just step back and reflect like, okay, again, like this is a profession. This is not a hobby. This is not just something you do for fun that you're good at. Like people do this, not just me, but other people do this as a profession and And it was kind of a wake up call too, I think, just to be like, you know, you're the only one who can make this work. (laughs) And so um, it was, it was actually, it was nice that the client was able to point that out to me. Um, But it definitely sparked a lot of uh, like research on my end and just trying to see where I fell into this whole industry because it's really big right and people have different values for their own programs and different levels of (laughs) self-worth and um, I think the most important thing though if I were to give any advice is to keep your integrity so if like if you don't feel that like obviously don't undersell yourself too much but you can always you can always charge more um in time it could even be just like after each client you start to realize that you've added more things to your services and that gives you a little bit more of a sense of like how much you're you're providing because i think that's another thing too in the beginning as a coach it's hard to know part of its self-worth but it's also it's you know everything that you start new it's it's just you have no idea how it's going to work um and then as you go through your clients like one by one i think it's really easy to to add things and then you start to realize oh wow i'm doing a lot of extra work outside of these sessions um i need to definitely raise my prices but in the beginning maybe there wasn't so much of that going on i was just trying to figure out who i was going to work with and and then as you start to you know create better packages for people definitely obviously like raise your prices but um i think keeping integrity in in that side is really important yeah this is what i recommend too is like charge a member that you feel good about right you can always raise it later and i really like how your story also shows that clients want to pay like this is often like a thought that we don't take on very often like being on the other side people want to pay 
especially if it's something that, you know, that would bring a lot of change and help them get results. I think it's also important to illustrate that like two of these things happened kind of in parallel to each other. The more you got comfortable with money and the more you practice offering that also helped create these clients who are also more comfortable with money and become, so there's this like kind of co-creation alignment of the best clients. The situation might have looked different if you were still like very, um, like very resistant to money, right? Like you easily push those clients off or attract, attract those clients who just want free stuff. So I think like both the clients as well as like your own personal growth was really important for this current situation where you're in to like happen. Yeah, that's really, that's a really good insight too. Like who, um, kind of like you attract, this is something I've heard too in my coaching program, but it's like you attract people who are like you or think the same way as mm-hmm. you sometimes have the same things going on in your life. And I found that to be really true. Um, And so knowing that, I guess, yeah, if anyone's starting out in coaching too, um, kind of consciously thinking a certain way, like the way that you would want your clients to think will definitely reflect and like when you get your first client on board um, and it'll really show up for you in a positive way. Um, yeah, just to not playing, you know, it's not like a mind playing with your mind, but it's, it's, it's really just like calling forward, like who you are at your, at your best self in the profession and, and being comfortable with it. Um, even if it feels a little bit like can be scary at times, I think to step into, to step into your self-worth and to step into something that you've maybe you've seen at a distance for yourself. You're like, oh yeah, someday I want to be like this. But it's not like a a now thing, like in the present. And so taking that first step to to really like embody, you know, like that truer self or that that person that is trying to come out, but it's just being kind of like protected um, by our own like inner critics and stuff. Um, trusting yourself, I think, has a huge impact on our self-confidence. So definitely, yeah, believe in yourself when, <laughs> whenever self-doubt comes up. Yeah, we are talking about this earlier too, right? Like it's like working before this call started. It's like working on your business, but also working on yourself. And this is where self-coaching is really, really good. Um, and going back to the clients, I know you talked about how you created your first paid client. Um, an intention of this podcast episode is also to celebrate like all the money that you get to make as an entrepreneur and like Asian woman. Um, so for you, how was like creating your first thousand dollar or I think for you, it might have been thousand dollar plus client, but like how, what helped you do that? Um, yeah, that was a really... <laughs> I try to reflect on that. That was really a great moment for me. Um, and basically what happened, it was, I don't know. I feel like this happens sometimes, not all the time, but talking to a client, um, we were, it was a really good call. Like we had talked twice before, um, 
figuring out what would be the best like package. So it's a three month, like once a week. So 12 sessions program and the conversation around the, the price, it just, even from the beginning, I just, I knew I could sense like this wasn't really, how do I say this? It wasn't a question of like, how much is this going to cost? It was like, um, it, it was, it was just so like normal. I, I don't know. It was, it was really, it was a small piece to the bigger thing. Like the coaching part was really exciting for this person. Um, they were really, you know, eager to, to continue talking. And so it was kind of like, like, let me know how to pay you and, and we'll get, you know, get the ball rolling. And I'm really excited to work with you. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. So it's this much money. And, and they were just like, okay, sounds great. And then I was just like, whoa, okay. I mean, <laughs> that's like internally, I was like probably dancing and like running around and like really excited. Um, but that was like inside the call it was just like, wow, okay, this is not like money's just a number. I don't know. It was this weird realization that like, I really need to just say <laughs> what I mean when I give my prices because there are people that, you know, in their lives, like this is a really big moment for them to have a coach support them and people who show up, you know, with that mindset, I think are really great to work with. And so after that call, I just kind of like sat here in my chair and I was just like, wow, this feels, it feels, it felt really honest. Like, I know that's a weird I think feeling to have, but I think it was less of a moment of like, yay, I got like a client at this, this price. It was like, I've stepped into this coaching position and I know that I am worth this much and actually probably more. Like it, it was like a instant, like kind of personal realization that, um, that it's just like I've, I've, I've gained enough confidence, I guess, to be like, not just comfortable with money, but realizing my own self-worth, I think in that moment, it was just like a confirmation of that, like an affirmation, like, yeah, no, this is what you are, you know, meant to do. You're doing a great job at it. And it's just kind of like, um, an addition, I guess, to what has been building. And I was like, yeah, like, let's, let's, let's do this coaching program. Um, and it just makes me really excited too, because I, I know that it's just like the starting point too, like, and, and seeing also how I build my packages around higher ticket clients is a little bit, it feels different. I think I show up <laughs> a little bit better, I would say, as far as finding ideas and like being more creative um, on how to support clients when it is something that I feel like I'm being paid in full for. 
And so I think it's really, yeah, I think it's really important to, to charge even at this like uncomfortable level, like even if it's like, it feels a little bit pricey, but it's because <laughs> usually when we look at our, ourself and our services, we probably downplay it a bit. Um, so going just out of your comfort zone, I think is like a really good spot to have like, you know, a good, a more accurate, I think, um, I don't know spot to be to be working with as far as money goes um yeah so it was really it was really liberating and like felt you know i felt like i could i could trust myself i think too um a lot more and just be like this is this is what it is and I'm very happy with this. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of what we we're talking about earlier about flow, right? It's kind of like slept, stepping into your fullest self also feels like flow because it's like you were meant to be here in this place doing this thing. So I definitely get that feeling. Um, and I also just want to like take this time to celebrate you on making all the offers now um, you have a mastermind coming out, which we'll talk a little bit about later. And it was just so awesome seeing you like posting on all the social media channels and Facebook groups. I know before, again, offering was something that was like a really big challenge for you. So it's just really awesome to see your growth. Um, and we coached for about three months, right? So I'm curious for you, like, if you were to describe like the Christie, um, from the beginning of the three months versus the Christie at the end of the three months? Like how, 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 what are, how is, how is the two versions of you like? And what would you say you got, um, like the most valuable thing that you got out of our coaching programs together? I know it sparked your journey and I know we talked a lot about mindset and everything. Um, so I'm just curious like what that thing is for you if you haven't mentioned it already. Yeah, no, I think um, the first thing that comes to mind when I like started out in October, um, I was very, I felt like really bright eyed, bushy tailed, like kind of like um, jumping into this new, like unknown space. I was not even aware of like some of the blocks that would come up during the coaching program, but I just, I had this, this thought that like, I know there might be things that come up that I don't know how to like work through. The only thing I knew was that by the end of the three months, I wanted to have like clarity around clients um, and my services basically, because I think at the time I didn't know, not just like self-worth wise, but I didn't even know really like what I'd be offering in a coaching program and things like that. Um, so it was this concept of like coach, and not knowing what was inside of that. So then by the end of the three months, after <clears throat> having talked, you know, week by week, just like going through <laughs> different stages of like, figuring out how to even talk about what coaching is, how to then price the programs, then how to talk about the money, and all of these things that happen throughout the program, by the end of the three months, I came out a lot more assured of like 
who I was in my business, not just like as a person, but like as a coach, like who I was as a coach, what I was offering and how much I valued the work that I do. Um, and I guess also something that I, I was able to learn that I don't think I would have ever gotten insight on was like how, how I spoke about what I was doing, like certain, certain words that you like, um, for example, using in a sales call, right? If you say like, I think, or probably, or I don't know, some just kind of like more cloudy words, um, are really confusing <laughs> if you're in a coaching call with someone. Um, recognizing those, also recognizing like that tone, intonation, change, or inflection when I'm talking about money, going into like high pitch question mark things. Um, all this stuff, you know, that you just don't think about, or even patterns and like even just like the way that the body changes when you talk about things that are uncomfortable. It's hard to recognize that with yourself, right? Because it's not like you're looking at yourself and you're talking all the time. But when you have another person to really reflect back on, um, just how you are just being <laughs> in that in that space in that coaching session, um, it really gave me a lot of of pinpoint like points of reference for me, so that I could like guide myself too um, as the business grew, and and also help me like gain more confidence and. Yeah, so all the tools that I learned just really helped in helping me like launch into the person that I was starting to become, but wasn't sure how that would manifest. And so, yes, it was very, it was really great. <laughs> Overall, um, so much, so much evolved, I think, and transformed during those three months. And it was just really nice to have um, somebody to share that with, that journey with. And it opened my eyes to like a lot of things that I didn't realize I was keeping in or like I didn't realize was blocking me from actually becoming successful in coaching. So had we not had the three-month program, oh boy. I don't know. I think I'd probably be where I started at like today if I wasn't able to go through a, a program and really just like peel back all the things that were coming up all the blocks and just being like hey like stop that <laughs> like stop thinking that way um you know <laughs> it's it's crazy how transformational you know it is working with just one person um but it definitely had a huge impact on yeah where I am today so Super, super glad that I was able to to connect with you through the internet. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn. And thank you for sharing. This is so touching to hear. And personally, selfishly, I'm really glad that you're in the coaching business now versus the website design business. <laughs> yeah, it's so much nicer, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what would be like one, cre one piece of concrete advice you would give to other um, Asian women or like women of color who are looking to start their own businesses? Um, wow, there's a lot, but I think maybe the main thing, um, even beyond, even beyond like kind of the business structure and things like that, um, taking care of, of 
you as the CEO. So taking care of your like mind, body, soul, um, even though prioritizing health may look different for every person, like at the core, protecting your time, your mental health and prioritizing your physical health over everything, like nothing is more important than your physical health and well-being, I think is like the main message I would I would share with people because um, at least in my experience, uh, probably a lot more now than ever before, it's become really, really clear to me that taking care of myself is the best way that I can, one, serve my clients, but it's just the best way that I can show up for friends, for family, for organizations, um, for my mentees and for everyone. And it's really easy to forget though, like how, you know, how one, one night, like for example, I did this event that was in Japan. It was a time zone thing difference. And so I did this event at like two in the morning, like Pacific time. And it was just a two hour event. But what happens is when you're in an event and like you're talking to people, you can't just like sleep right away, like right after the event. So it was like two to four and I was like, okay, I can sleep after, but I didn't end up sleeping until like seven in the morning. And the next couple of days were just totally out of sync. And I was like, wow, like, let's not do that again. Um, and I think too, it's, it's shown up once more in this, this new kind of venture I've taken up with the mastermind. It's so exciting. Like coaching itself is really exciting, but also creating a program with a friend who's also in coaching is like double exciting. And, and the impact you can have on people is so much greater when you work in partnership with folks. But at the same time, you know, prioritizing the, the person who's doing all the work. So ourselves is so, so important. And I, I can't stress that enough. So that would be like the biggest advice that I would give. Um, other other ladies going on this journey of entrepreneurship mm, I remember boundaries was something big that we coached on to do you have favorite resources for either like boundaries mental health starting your business maybe like a couple of things um let's see bound uh yeah setting boundaries <laughs> in itself is just like so important um I for me um I actually I use this app called Headspace. Um, what's really nice about that is that, you know, sometimes you go to sleep and you just, your mind is on the business, your mind's thinking about clients and there's just so much mental chatter going on. Um, it's just a really good way to do some meditation or guided meditation to just, just kind of say, okay, the day's over now and um, just set up to like, relax your body and then get yourself in a good position to like sleep. A couple of things too that are really helpful just like for time management organization for me actually have been um, using Notion, which is like a digital workspace and um, in Calendly for setting up, oh my gosh, like kind of being like a task management, like almost like having a personal assistant because they have this new integration where you can just put up times and people can select them and it takes out those extra like three emails to be like, when are you available and stuff. Oh, awesome. And why don't you share more about the resource that you are creating, the mastermind, all the details. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, my friend and I, um, my friend's a DNI consultant in Tokyo, based out of Tokyo, but she works uh, globally. And then I am based out of California. Um, and I do career coaching and life transition coaching. And so we've created this really intimate mastermind program. Um, the max that we're going to have in this program is six women, and it's Asian women entrepreneurs um, who are either in the startup phase of maybe changing like a passion project or side hustle into something more, um, more, more in the zone of like, like a startup or a business for themselves so they can maybe grow into their full time at some point. Um, either at that stage or a couple years into into the business but um, people who are looking for like a collective group of like-minded women who can share resources so we are curating like a group that we have different talents that we can kind of share with one another so if that's like ui ux so web design we have somebody who whose background is in that we have somebody who does a lot of social media um and engagement and, and getting clients and doing biz dev in that way um and so we want to create a space where people are comfortable sharing um resources to help one another and it's a 14-week program um that spans from the first full week of april um up until june and it's going to be like once a week business calls for 90 minutes and those are going to be structured and facilitated by myself and um, Nina. And we're going to be, I mean, just a little insight into what that would look like is it starts out with kind of a check-in energy level, talking about some things to celebrate from the past week, and then diving into like, what, what do you need this week? What is something that um, you need help on? And kind of as a collective, um, we'll be, you know, sourcing and giving thoughts and ideas because everyone else is in like a separate journey in the entrepreneurship. Um, in addition to that, there's also going to be like three different private events that work on personal development, but also business development. Um, we'll bring in some guest speakers and we'll have three external facing events where people can really kind of use it as a PR moment to share what they're working on. Um, currently or what they're building up to and start to get more comfortable talking about the business and um, just really it's called the bold and brave mastermind for a reason and that reason is because I think a lot of times when we are in the startup phase um, there can be you know external factors that make us feel a bit small or like maybe we have so much to do but just so little resources and time and we want people to feel empowered to to do this, you know, on their own, but with the support of, you know, an intimate group of people who have gone through similar struggles, perhaps, and um, are really just trying to find their voice in their business, but haven't had a lot of places to share that with. Because I know that was a really big struggle for me in the beginning. Um, even when I had a celebration, I didn't really have anyone to share it with because I one, it wasn't really, I wasn't super comfortable sharing it with certain folks, especially family, um, because I was worried about <laughs> like maybe judgment or, or just, I don't know, I just knew it wasn't really the right place. Um, so we want to create a safe space for people to really celebrate their wins, um, but also be supported 
both on the business and personal side. And um, so at the end of the, the 14 weeks, um, you can definitely expect to be a lot more confident in your in your business, but also talking about it, not just the back end and, and the structure of it, but being able to confidently say like, this is who I am, this is what I'm working on. And and have a good, you know, a group of friends to to share this with and to continue even beyond the mastermind. Um, and we also seeing what we've done on our own within our own networks and circles, um, kind of like mini masterminds in the past. We've noticed that, you know, partnerships come out of these things sometimes too. And um, you can find, you know, other women to support in their business, but at the same time, it's really helping you and, and getting maybe your website started or, you know, other things that um, you're always looking for somebody you can trust to work on for you. So it's definitely, it's a good place to network. It's a great place to find that support, but also um, to really step into your own and become, you know, brave and bold in your business because it's going to translate um, also on the flip side too with, um, with sales and things like that so so good yeah especially if they have trouble with offering or putting themselves out there there's no better person to learn from than someone who's <laughs> gone through <laughs> this exact same thing um and applications close March 21st right yeah for early bird application they'll close the 21st people can find out the information um either on Instagram so my Instagram I guess it'll show up, I guess, or it's Christy Mari. Yeah, I'll include it in the show notes. So on Instagram, or we do have a website that'll be linked also in my um, link tree. So definitely, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me there or LinkedIn as well. We'd love to chat with you and, and let you know more about the program if you have any other questions. And we're really excited to, yeah, to launch this in April. Cool. Awesome. It's so inspiring to have coached you and see you grow and now you're helping other Asian female entrepreneurs like launch and grow and step into their fullest identity. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, it's funny cuz it's it's come up for both me and and my the co-founder Nina, but it's like we don't especially in our in the spaces that we work in, so in like the DEI space, but also for me and coaching um, I'm in a program of 200 women and I can count on like one hand, the number of, of Asian women that I, that I've met and mm -hmm. it's exciting. And also, um, it's, it's also a really big, you know, note to self that like, we're really trailblazing a new path and it's, I just want people to have a space where they feel comfortable growing into that trailblazing kind of because it's it's not super easy to voice yourself and and be vulnerable in a space that doesn't maybe look like a place that's safe to talk about certain things especially you know growing your business on your own is really vulnerable and it probably took a lot of steps to get there um and there might have been you know a lot of naysayers on the way and so just being able to um share share the the path of, of growth into like who we want to become with other people um, that understand those, some of those struggles that come up being like an Asian woman entrepreneur, right? Because I mean, 
I don't know, growing up, I've always been told like, okay, go to college, get a job, find a husband, have kids, be a mom type of thing. And I'm like, that's not my narrative. And it's, it's, I know a lot of friends who want to be, you know, the bosses of their own companies and just being in a, in a group, like surrounding yourself with people um, that you aspire to be like, or that you admire, I think is so, so important. And like, bringing yourself to the to the height of like who you want to be so we're hoping to create that in the mastermind and and also we're excited because we want to surround ourselves with other other amazing women as well who are working on businesses so super excited amazing yes people definitely go reach out and christy thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it was so nice seeing you Thank you so much. It was it was crazy, like just thinking back on like the three months that I worked <laughs> with you and like seeing how much can change in literally like what October through March, literally just like half a year, I guess. Um, so so much has changed, and it's been the most amazing transformation going into coaching. And just thank you so much for helping me kickstart that and get through you know, the initial phase of stepping into who I really, you know, feel I am and, and stepping into a position that I feel I can serve people the best in, in my professional career. So thank you so much. It's been awesome reflecting on this with you. Mm, I'm so honored too. And that is a wrap for this week. I'll see y'all next week.